Suddenly he's angry again, but it's time like scary angry. And he is like, like building this anger up, getting like huffing and puffing. And then like starts just like speeding really quickly, then like stopping the car. And there's cops everywhere again. And yes, we have drugs in the car. Hello and welcome to 2BS Till Takeoff, the podcast inspired by conversations overheard at the airport bar. Join Phil as he grabs a couple of beers and chats with interesting people from around the world, sharing expert knowledge and hilarious stories that you won't find in your guidebook. So pull up a stool and get ready for an adventure as we explore worlds of travel and beyond with 2BS Till Takeoff. Four hours in a Taliban headquarters. I had dog meat in Laos. Was it a golden retriever? Smack a dirty old smooch <laughs> on our beautiful fish right here. We didn't die, but we fell down the side of the mountain. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to Happy Hour. My name is Phil. My name is Phil, and today we're in for a fun one. Stick around for the end of the podcast as my guest and I share a wild story. We share a wild story at Coachella, and we swap our top five favorite podcasts. What are you listening to? All right, we're headed to the deep and dirty south of the United States of America. Today's guest is the host of two podcasts, not just one, two. The Culture Cult Travel Show and also Start That Pod. Originally, she's from the she's from Alabama, United States, has traveled to 12 countries and she's looking to go on an epic backpacking trip. Roll Tide. Welcome to the show, Marie. Roll Tide, y'all. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Um, this is how I talk, and this is how we all talk in the South. Really? Just, you know. You weren't, you weren't just talking. No. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> what if I was faking my voice the entire time we've known each other? <laughs> oh, shit. I, I, I didn't know. Um, I, I thought you were, like, used to, like, L.A. accents, or uh, I, I'm learning. <laughs> no, um, I talk normal. There are different kinds of accents, though, and that's one of them. There's all kinds of accents in the South, but I am from Alabama. Yes, roll nice. tide. Let's all say it together. Roll tide. What's going on with you? What's new? Roll tide. Um, uh, you know this, but I moved from LA to Nashville because I wanted a home base where I could travel. And here, uh, I'm doing it. I'm going to travel this year. Fuck yeah! I know what else to say besides that. <laughs> Go and travel it. Nice. <laughs> that's what's up. Nice, nice. <laughs> Listen, I just went to the gym. And I'm worn slap out. Oh, yes. I need to work out more. Actually, I do. I haven't. I used to make fun of cycling people. And then I am now a cycling bitch. I am on the cycle. What's it called? The Peloton? Oh, shit. I'm like dancing. I'm, I'm like by myself. Like there's, I'm not in is a class. It, I'm literally dancing in public on the cycle. It's actually so fun. If you're a dancer, it's like the closest way to dance while working out. Because like it's just like you get a groove. You get a, like some EDM on or like whatever and you just go like i it's like one of the one workouts i could do for like an hour wow without being bored so so essentially so. all we need for for humans to work out more is just like basically a video game screen to fucking because isn't that what it is it's like i don't watch them i i don't know actually i don't even really need the peloton i just like that it's like i don't know i don't need the peloton <laughs> But listen, so I, 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 we've yes. got a couple things to cover here today. As a Canadian, I'm fixing to learn a bit more about the South. So where are you from in Alabama? I'm from Beeham, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I People like it now. I don't think it's an, any, it doesn't need to be a stop, y'all. You can keep really? going when you're driving. <laughs> I mean, it has like breweries and stuff. <laughs> Sorry. It's just like, there's a lot of cool cities in the South. And I feel like that one has like kind of a weird energy. It's kind of a darker energy. I'm not really about it. Um, so, but if you happen you to stop through Birmingham, energy? like it has, 
like I think oh, like land can hold energy and like it just you can feel it in Birmingham like a lot of southern cities they have a lot of life to them so it kind of combats all the fucked up history that's happened there but Birmingham just has this like heaviness that hasn't left so it needs like some some um, more crystals or something we need more healing crystals we need yeah I don't know <laughs> I need something I so yeah I mean like I'm from Alabama I, we have good like lake life if you like the lake lake parties are fun there uh, if you like to drink Mobile, Alabama, fun. I, I don't know. I'm, I, it's something, Alabama's nice, I guess. It's, but I'm, I'm interested to hear your stereotypes. Like, let's, let's break down the stereotypes. I, I'm trying to, I was, I was trying any? to throw in as many as I could. Roll Tide, Warren Slap Out, Fixin'. But no, I, I'm, I'm fixin'. interested to know what was it like growing up in, in Alabama? I hated it. <laughs> like, I feel like this is not going to be positive. <laughs> like, it's I, fucking dark, man. Like, no, I really hate, like, I just, I, my first memories were like, I want to leave. I want to travel. Like, I was like, this is so boring. It's very monoculture. Like, uh, I'm speaking from my own experience. Um, I don't know. Just wasn't my thing. And I wasn't, I'm starting to appreciate it now more once I'm not living there. But it's very green. I will give it that. It's very green. Very slow. I like the crickets in the summer. It's hot and slow and like, uh, you'll have a great conversation anytime you go to a gas station, you know, it's kind of that vibe nice. friendly, you know, uh, but I don't know. It just was never my thing, but something you may not know. So I'm a uh, part Middle Eastern and we have a huge Arab culture in Birmingham. Nice. So, uh, lots of Palestinian, Syrian, Lebanese, I'm part Lebanese. And so if you want some good Middle Eastern food, oh yeah, Birmingham, we got you. Fucking right. We got you on that part. Shawarmas. You wouldn't think, but Shawarmas? yeah, shawarma. Uh, we have a, I want to shout out if you're ever in Birmingham, it's a great stoner spot for all you stoners out there. Go to Al's downtown. The ceilings have like, are like thick and like blue styrofoam. Like it's one of those things like the ceiling may fall on you, you may get in your food, but it'll still be good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh, it's so good. Oh my God. Great Middle Eastern food there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Birmingham, uh, inter it's interesting. Lots of, I don't know. It, it's interesting. I'm, I'm not saying you need to be, go to Alabama, but if you happen to go, there you go. Nice. So I don't have the positive. So, so skip <laughs> fucking Sorry, Birmingham. But not, so now you live in Nashville. Yeah. Can you maybe compare, contrast some of the differences that you've experienced with living in Alabama? In Alabama? Um, first of all, Nashville's great. Like, I, I love how walkable it is. Like, it's a party town. I always love a party town. It's always lit. Um, the energy here is good. Again, I'm all about the energy. Like, the land here has good energy. The people i know you're laughing but like you like you can feel it if you can feel it when you're going between alabama and when you go from birmingham to nashville like i don't know there's different there's some cities that have like a heavy energy memphis had a weird energy um new orleans best city in the world mm. great energy charleston has a weird energy i don't know if you've been there no. heavy it has heavy it's that's the south it's like there's it just has these pockets where I think like the history is still kind of has a stronghold. So Nashville's fun. I'm liking it. It's, I think Tennessee's a beautiful state. Um, but my heart all will always be in California. I love California. Mm. Like I, I've lived there for five years. And so I, I, I miss it. It's a great, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so my heart's there. Yeah. I, I went to, I actually went to Nashville. I don't know if we, t if I told you this, but I went for a bachelor party and we, we only did kind mm -hmm. of the touristy areas, the honky tonk row and that type of stuff, but it was still, still really cool. From what I read though, is that there's so much more to the city than just kind of that touristy area. Oftentimes in, in a lot of cities, right? It's not just the yeah. touristy areas, but, um, <laughs> have you had a chance to kind of experience kind of those lesser known gems of Nashville? 
Uh, it's a good question. I mean, I'm like literally four weeks fresh, but I do live in a cool part of town. It's called Germantown. And it's like lots of breweries, lots of bars and like, and it's not honky tonk. Like there's this like absinthe bar down the street that also serves like wine and truffles. Like, fuck yes. Um, not what you expect I, from the South. I think I look. No, no. I mean, there, I don't know yet. I don't know. What I am excited about is the summer. There's a, so many lakes and creeks. I cannot, I'm looking for someone with a boat. If you have a boat and you live in Nashville, I'm a great time. Let's partner up. I'm, I'm, so, I'm not kidding. Every, every person I meet in Nashville, I'm like, hi, hi. Do you have a boat? Mm, do you have a boat? So if you have a boat and you live in Nashville, hit I'm me sure up. That, I have nothing to offer you. I'm but sure there's some like sugar daddy website something. that you can probably. No. <laughs> I'm looking for I'm not, no wrong. How bad do you want I'm a boat? I'm looking for. <laughs> that sounds like a show. How bad do you want a boat? <laughs> um, no, uh, if you're like uh, normal and you are, happen to be attractive and rich, and you have a boat, like hit me up. See what happens. Sip. So that's what I'm expecting of my life in Nashville. I want to. My goals here. I kind of want to join a cover band, like an old man cover band, you know, and. I want to be on a boat a lot. Sounds so, like, sounds like good, a good aspirations time. in life. <laughs> so, yeah. so, one of the things that Nashville is known for is country music. How, mm-hmm. how is that? Have you been going to a lot of shows? Have you been going to to, to kind of experience some of that? Take some of that in? Uh, not yet. I mean, I know we talked about this the other day. Like, we like good country music, and there's a lot of bad country music playing out there on Broadway. Um, I would love, I would love to uh, educate y'all once I find the right bar, but I would love to find a bar that plays really good country music, yeah. you know? And yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's one bar that's that I didn't like. get to go to. It's the Bluebird Cafe or something like that. Mm. Have you heard of that? Let me look that up. No, I shall look it up It's right uh, It's, I don't know if it's a country music bar, but I was watching the Garth Brooks documentary that was on Netflix. And I think that's where he got discovered. Oh, so cute. It's like a songwriter's uh oh, bar basically this is so southern <laughs> i'm looking at it oh my god i don't god. know if it's good but i just know yeah. Garth brooks got discovered there he's like the number two ever this recording is... like most what is it most album sales of all time or second most of all time oh shame. yeah damn and he got discovered there yeah. y'all good to hear I, w- I would love to go there it looks so cute it looks like like has like sticky tables like like there might be smoke in the air from cigarettes you know like you know, it looks like a good little spot. I will go there. It looks really yeah. fun. Uh, but no, I, I wanted to like, give a quick little shout outs to like good country music artists. I was telling you yesterday, it's a chick called Valerie June. She's from, I think she's from Tennessee, actually. Gorgeous human being. And she makes amazing like bluegrass music. Uh, Yonder Mountain String Band. That's a really fun band to see. They tour. Um, and then we were talking about the classics yesterday. Like I always love Toby Keith and Derek Bentley and like Josh Turner. Oh, he's a great voice. Great voice, yeah. So I try to stick it to around like early 2000s country and then, you know, further back like Dolly and all that. But the new stuff, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's annoying. Let's just get, let's just say the word. It's frustrating <laughs> a little bit that they're... It's just pop. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you, there's so many times you can recycle the same words to make a song. Yeah, I think that's the issue with music in general today. It's just formulaic pop. And people who don't, I, I'm just going to say it, people who don't actually love music, who want to just like, it's the fast food of music. You can get it very quickly, you can digest it quickly, and you can never think about it again. But I want truffle. I want fucking wine and cheese and 
olives. Like I want good fucking food. Just how much I want good fucking music. And I don't, I think pop is the antithesis to good music. Cause it's formulaic. And that's what country is now. They've made it into this like formulaic pop. So not to go on a huge rant, but, um, there are a lot of good artists out there like happening today. Like again, Tyler Childers is a great example. I was in LA and I was driving by and I saw this massive line, massive line outside the Wiltern. I was like, who, who's playing? Like I've never seen a line like that. And that's how I discovered Tyler Childers. He was playing that night. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm quite passionate about this too, because I find that like you, like I like music that's different. I like music that, you know, is real. It's, you know, the person Mm -hmm. that's, performing is actually the person that writ- wrote that that fucking song right that that they, it, it comes from the heart they know why that song was written or those word, words were set and it just feels like shows like american idol and shit like that are are ruining what music used to be mm-hmm. you know music used to be mm-hmm. you'd suck at an instrument for amount of time and then you'd eventually get better and better and better and then you know you get bands like nirvana or like you know what i mean like these mm-hmm. bands that just start a new genre Whereas now is it's like fucking, like you said, it's a, it's an algorithm based song. Like it's, it's what's popular right now. And then just recreating that. It's awful. It's awful. So, I mean, I hope to find like a real bar. Like I know there's something called Rudy's jazz club here, which is, I love improv jazz and that's a huge spot, but I'm, I'm looking, Oh, I actually found out Jack white. Oh God. I love Jack white. He has a, it's a bar. They also play live music. It also is a photo like developing studio and it's a record. Store. <laughs> sounds like, like Jack, sounds like, like Jack white. everything you could. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, he actually comes to my restaurant a lot. Jack white. So oh, no, I, I do. I'm going to fan girl. Yeah. Um, so that's a cool spot. I'm going to try to check out. So maybe I'll take some pictures, maybe post it and you can like post it. Yeah. Like this is what you could check out in Nashville. Once I figure it, check it out. Um, I'm excited to learn about the city. Um, Oh, there's something really cool. It's in LA. I think Oklahoma city and in Nashville, it's a group of friends that opened up their house and they have live music every end of the month, every last Saturday, bring your own beer, bring your own drugs, bring over whatever you want, bring your own food. And there's a bar there, but you get to see all these amazing live acts and anyone can go up. It's like an open mic after. So, um, it's such a great community. It's called lower deck sessions. Oh, very cool. It's very low key. It's in Los Angeles. That's the first one I went to, but they have one in Nashville. So I'm going to go there too. Nice. So I'm excited to discover all like different kinds of music um here i'm at the beginning of my journey in nashville so we'll see nice excited yeah. to hear more about it one of the things too that i think the the south is known for is football you famously said mm-hmm. that nick saban the 71 year old uh alabama crimson tide football coach was your hall pass hottie he's your hall pass have you had the chance to meet the legend <laughs> oh you know not directly but i was i heard uh, he has a boat somehow <laughs> <laughs> I know he. <laughs> I know he is. Also, he's a Democrat living in Alabama. Can you believe wow. that? Um, a boat Democrat football star. But anyways, I was somehow chosen to be a sports photographer for like the newspaper in, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Why? Why? Why was I chosen? They put. I was shooting basketball, b- baseball. That was the worst. Oh my god! I did not know what I was doing. And I had to write captions too. My captions were like, um, "Pitcher throws ball." <laughs> Guy catches it. <laughs> no, literally, I was like, hits hard. <laughs> a lot of clicks I got from like the yelled community. at. They were, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why did it? Why? Why? Anyways, I was really in charge of a lot of the football programs. So I went to all the conferences, all of like the picks. Um, like I got, I got to be on the field and like be with the football players 
and I got to shoot, but I didn't have these big lenses. So my camera, my shots were like kind of average, but, um, yeah, I was in his vicinity a lot and it was nice, but I couldn't tell you what really was happening now, but I love football. What, what, what year was this? <laughs> oh God. 20, oh, when did I graduate? 2013. So, uh, probably a championship year. Not like this year, but real tight either real way. Um, yeah. So that was really fun. Football is massive here. That's why I like. I don't even mess around with like football when I'm in other states. Cause I'm like, you don't even, you don't even know. Like people live and die here. They go to prison for it. Like, yeah. have you, have you been like, so as a, as a photographer, I assume you've been to the games, you were on the field, that type of thing. Yeah. So, so can you maybe, yeah, I was can you on, for people yeah. who don't know, because obviously I think football, especially college football in the South is in a class of its own. Huge. Can you maybe describe kind of what game day looks like? <laughs> game day is about the tailgate. Honestly, I think the parties outside the stadium, the stadium is very fun, very fun. But the tailgate is so much fun. Like everyone's just like, it's just mass amounts of people walking to all the bars. And then you have like the, the fancy people have the RVs and then you have your tents and like the entire town is a tailgate and you just get absolutely shit faced from like 7 a.m. to whenever you go to bed. So it's so fun. Alabama particularly has a great tailgate. Um, Auburn has a pretty cute one. UGA, Athens, Georgia has a great tailgate because they also have an incredible amount of bars, live music. Um, I say tailgate. The games are fun, but that's where the party's at. Except, you know, I did get to storm a field once. I stormed the field. Shit. Um, I went to Auburn for one year, which I know for people Jesus. that's controversial. I know. But um, I was at the game where Auburn beat Alabama. <laughs> And we stormed the field, and it was so cool and terrifying at the same time. Well, People were, were getting were you trampled. In Auburn, when when that happened, okay, yeah. I like, so Holy I actually shit, went to Auburn for one year. Alabama, like, <laughs> and I was an Alabama fan, so I was like, this feels awkward. But um, <laughs> yeah. but which is fun too is like at Auburn, they also um, throw toilet paper all over the town. So sustainable, so healthy for the environment, but also so fun. <laughs> and you get to no, like the whole town is rolled. And one time I was walking and some asshole threw a toilet paper roll at my head from the truck, like, like at my head. So, uh, that can happen to you wow. there too. But yeah, so it's all about a party. That's why I, like, you were like, you should go to a UCLA game and like, and do what? <laughs> like, you don't know how to party. Like that's what I was saying about the South. Like we get down, we get down y'all. So, um, on a day to day basis, kind of boring until football season. That's our, that's where we thrive. Nice. So sure. in your opinion, I know you said you, you went to a few places, but if people are like, Hey, I really want to go and take in that experience. Give me your, maybe your top mm. three stadiums to go visit. Um, yeah. I'm really I looking mean, to see if you're going to put Auburn or fucking Alabama first. Well, I'm not, <laughs> a Tennessee person, but I think there's a school cause it's on the river. And I, I did go as a game to a game, like on, on a boat once, which was on the river. That was pretty cool. Um, Ath Athens go to, go to Georgia. Um, they have a beautiful stadium and they there's their mascots, a freaking bulldog. Like, are you kidding me? I honestly will say Auburn because they have an, a bald Eagle fly around the whole stadium and the whole stadium's like screaming and then like it flies around the whole thing. So you got to experience that. And, um, you got to roll the town. And, uh, I know Ole Miss has a great tailgate and Alabama has a great tailgate. FSU, I heard is a huge party school too. FSU I can't is Florida State. say I've been to those Florida state. Yeah. I think those are great tailgate ones. Um, not necessarily lame ones. Mississippi, Mississippi state is just a gross shitty town. So just don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember in university. So I got the chance to, uh, to do, uh, or sorry, in college, 
for, for Americans. Uh, college. In college, I got a chance to do like a year abroad. And so my two choices were either Germany or to go to Georgia Ooh. Southern. Jesus. Oh, my God. And you obviously <laughs> went to Georgia Southern. No, I, I, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> screw Germany. I went to Germany. But uh, thank God. <laughs> where, where is Georgia Southern even? Like, I don't even fucking know. That's I don't even know. But I think that's like an STD college. So thank God. It's, it's an right. STD college? It's like, there's like some college in the south of Georgia that's known as the STD college. So um, why were those your choices? No, I had other ones. Those were just the only two. Are they tripping? It's in Statesboro with yeah. additional camps. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's it. I think that's it. Wow. Maybe I'm starting a rumor, but I'm pretty sure that's the STD college. So thank God you went to Germany. That is a horrible choice. <laughs> it was it was one of the only ones with the timing and what was available. That's that's what I was looking at. So I was just like, "Hey, would you do you want to go to Georgia Southern or do you want to go to Germany?" <laughs> what? Well, what? What? Like what idiot was like Georgia Southern? Duh. Well, I was interested in Georgia Southern because I knew that it was in the south of the, you know in the U.S. and that I could potentially experience uh, an STD. No, I mean a, a f- college football. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so that's that's the reason I, I was kind of interested in in that. But no, glad I went to to Germany, and maybe I should, you know, just focus on Georgia, Bama, uh, Auburn, and uh, Ole Miss. Yeah, I I think those would be really fun. Oh, LSU! Oh my God, LSU, LSU, Baton Rouge. God, LSU fans are fun. Like they're really they play a really dirty game too. So I I want, I would do want to throw in LSU. Wow. They're really pissed because we stole Saban, so they really hate us. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it'd be, it'd be a cool like bachelor party to like just do a couple, just like a week or two, just a couple road games. and. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think that would be so fucking fun. Yeah, I mean, you have to come in the fall. I think that's a really fun sp- time to come to the South. Uh, and you just got to go to New Orleans. If you don't go to New Orleans, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. I, I actually was speak. I mean, I'm, we're just going to talk about bachelor parties this whole time. But I was actually supposed to go to a bachelor party in New Orleans. Uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic. So we were off by, I think, like two or three weeks, and then everything shut down. Damn. You have to go. Bachelor party or not. You can go any any time. It does not have to be Mardi Gras. It's actually, I liked it. I've been when it's very busy, and I've been when it's not. And, like, the locals there are so cool. (laughs) They're so cool. Like, they get drunk at all times of the day. So it's a party either way. I love that time. Yeah, yeah for, for us, it's it's a it's a really... I, I'd love to go and experience the party, but for me, there's another part of um, Louisiana that I think is really interesting is the uh, the Cajuns. You mm-hmm. heard of the Cajuns, right? I love their culture. Right, yeah. so the Cajuns are actually from where I live. So what happened in, 17, oh. or in 1775... Uh, uh, 1755, excuse. Uh, well, you know that like North America was populated by uh, English and French colonizers... And then mm-hmm. they essentially were, they had a war and what they did to, to take the French people out of the region is that they deported them and just like threw them on boats. And that's why like that there's so many French people in Louisiana because they ended up in Louisiana. All people from, from this region. I did not know that. What? Yeah. That just blew my mind. Thank you. I love getting my mind blown. I had no idea. Yeah. So there's. But they're French is, what do you think is a French, like, since you speak like Canadian French, like, what do you think of the. Oh, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, Creole, it's an interesting, Cajun. it's like, I think it's crazy, like to, to listen to it's, it's awesome. And I think you kind of get that because they're, they created their own kind of accent and way of speaking because there's nobody else that's around them. That's French. Right. So they, they have yeah. their own unique way of speaking, which 
for me, which the the reason I think is so interesting is because it's almost like a snapshot of um, when those people left. So like, for example, like mm. the people that were, I guess my ancestors came from France and they immigrated to Canada in the east of Canada. And then we use words that when they emigrated, we're still using those old words. In France, they don't use those words, right? And then so you, you kind of get that same effect. People that left then Atlantic Canada and then got deported to Louisiana are using, you know, older words that, you know. That's so cool. Wait, what's an example of like a word? I probably won't understand the difference, but like of, between like the Canada, Canadian French and like regular French, like what's a word that you uh, use? So like, for example, like my grandparents would use more old traditional words or i guess uh like for example like my my, my grandma she would say instead of like a, a ling a linge like where you would ha like hang your clothes she'd say ling a hald hald is meaning like clothes but an old word for clothes mm, that's so cool. yeah so like for us it's just normal <laughs> it's like to a hear time capsule but yeah and then we and it was really interesting to kind of go back to france go see the the uh old Acadians. so our, our peoples there were called the acadians and the Acadian to go back to go see the original houses of the Acadians to see all the last names of these people that own land. And it's just like, fuck, it's like everybody that's here. It's 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 such a, a weird like experience. And then just to kind of talk to the to the people in France, they're just like, oh, fuck, like, you, you know, obviously we have a really interesting accent. And then just kind of talking yeah. about those old words that we use. And they're just like, fuck, like we don't use that anymore. And anyway, so it's it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I did not even think about that. Like the French, I guess, in Canada and like New Orleans is like a time. It's a time capsule, yeah. but even more warped, even more warped, like especially the one in New Orleans, like because it was also like uh, Spanish also colonized it, too. And then you have like a lot of Caribbean people that yeah. came up and uh, that is so cool. I, I like love learning that kind of stuff about language. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that's a big thing about New Orleans is like the la like, I love the language, but for me, it's also the history and the ghosts and the voodoo. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a town that has darkness, but they have a lot of, like I told you about the history, a lot of darkness in the South, but they have so much life that combats it and they kind of showcase their darkness. Yeah, while, they embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Versus in Birmingham or some of these cities, they're like, that didn't happen. Like when it, so in Tuscaloosa, I was in an African-American studies class and we took a little field trip down the street to the president's mansion and we went to the storage shed and they were like, this used to be slave, like the slave um, homes, slave housing. Mm -hmm. And they use it now to hold Christmas stuff. And I'm like, cool. So we don't really, we're not going to, this is a historical event. Yeah. Like this should not be holding like santa claus is this should be like a place where people could go on tour like learn about the history of the land like that's what i'm talking about like in, at least in new orleans it's like look where this this thing used to happen here you know let's that's a museum now and so that's why i'm kind of going back to that point is like it, new orleans has a lot, a lot of dark history because it was like one a, a big slave port but they also have all this like life to mm. it you know it's it's a very layered town that's why i'm saying you don't have to even be a partier to go and enjoy it like it's a great Especially like learning about French culture too. So cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a must. Yeah. yeah. For us, like uh, August 15th is kind of the day that we kind of celebrate that deportation. And a lot of people from Louisiana come back to the homeland and uh, party here. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that connection. Yeah. That is so yeah, cool. So it's, you would... it's pretty fucking interesting. Um, I want to transition from that. And I want to talk about something that's maybe a little polar polarizing in the United States, but that mm. I think you don't really get to experience in a lot of other places in the world. Uh, guns. 
oh, I'm the wrong person for this. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I'm not asking for your personal opinion. I'm just kind of, what's, what's the gun culture? Like in Alabama, for example, like can people just carry guns? Can they just? I don't even know. I feel like I'm not, I told you, I'm not, I feel like I don't, I'm not around people who use guns. I mean, do you go to the store and see people fucking conceal carry? I haven't, but I did used to work at this hibachi girl (laughs) and someone brought in a gun. I was like, bruh, if you were scared to come eat some fucking shrimp fried rice, like go home. Like we don't need you to bring a gun to get shrimp thrown in your mouth. Like he's trying to shoot it out of the air. I think it has a lot to do with like ego it's not about protecting. It's about like, Macho. I feel like I can't represent, I feel like I can't represent my personality in a certain way. So I'm going to bring a gun to a hibachi grill. Just, I, that's the only time I've really seen it. I don't hang out with hunters. I personally am becoming vegetarian slowly. So I just don't, uh, yeah. no, I'm not, sorry, I'm not the right person. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like I, fair enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I wish I had more insight, but I don't hang around people that use it or that's just not my kind of person. Um, I feel like if you want to protect yourself, I believe in like combat. Yeah. Like I think do some like, MMA. I would love to learn martial arts, you know, like, can you fight on holding like your own two hands? You know, that's what I kind of believe in versus a gun where it's like anyone can pick that up and not have, I don't know. Not, I'm, I'm not good for that. That's, that's all good. <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, so now you're looking to take some time off in this next couple years mm-hmm. and to do a bit of traveling. Where are you planning to go? Um, I see so yeah, this is like kind of my long-term travel. I've kind of noticed as a traveler that I do like to have my space and I like to have a home. So I'm going to take breaks. I'm going to do like six months on like a few months recuperating back in Nashville. Um, starting off in Europe cause I have, that's, that's where I know the most people. And I have like a cousin cousins over there, but honestly I have been so fascinated by Latin America. Like I know it's like kind of going this way and then back yep. that way, but the regions of the world I'm very interested in. I, my favorite music is coming out of Latin America right now. There's a lot of cool like dance EDM, like, tribal music coming out of like Colombia, Mexico. Um, I'd love to go to Africa. Africa would be cool. I don't really care, honestly, as long as I'm on the move. We'll just see where it takes me. I don't like to plan. I like to just kind of, you know, see who you meet and kind of go from there. But I'm starting in Europe this summer. If I can, if I can give you any tips, uh, getting drunk and just getting your credit card out, like we were just talking before, it seems to work out. So yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> wake up the next morning like, oh fuck i guess i got a flight in two hours yes that's the, that's that's what i want to do i'm not planning hard at all like i'm just gonna start in europe see who i meet um kind of go from there i'll probably be there for three or four months and then um yeah i would love to, i would love to make my way back and go to the caribbean and latin america like i really i would love to go to jamaica i want to explore mexico more so we'll see we'll find we'll find out cool I don't know. awesome looking forward to uh to kind of you know, follow along. Um, yeah, I, I, have a, I have a bit of a deeper question, I guess, around your, your travels. Is there something I guess that you're looking to get out of this trip? You know, you mentioned that you kind of want to just go and experience, mm. but like, is there something that you're looking to, you know, get out of this? Oh, that's a good question. Um, honestly, like some background, like I've been spending the past like five years, like struggling living in LA and I just can't, I couldn't travel because I was like trying to freaking survive there. And for me, this trip will prove that I can make money while online and travel. Like that's what I'm trying to prove to myself. It's not even like I'm trying to prove a lifestyle. I think more than like just explore countries. I want to prove that like, oh my God, I did it. I'm able to make money online and travel and have like this kind of life. Um, I don't have to struggle and like work in a restaurant, slave away. And then 
have like a few months of break and then go back into like just working in a restaurant again. So, um, for me, that's, that's what this trip really means is that like I've accomplished after like five years of like imagining and then working towards this, like I, I can make money online now. You're going to become a um, digital nomad. Yes. That's the short term version of it. Yes. I want to be a, I am going, I'm, I'm on the works of becoming a digital nomad. That's why I'm spending this whole six months. I'm just like busting ass (laughs) to get clients and just make sure I'm set up. I don't want to, I don't want to travel until I'm set up. That's how I'm kind of going about this. Nice. And and what are you planning to do just for, uh, for the people wondering? Yeah. So I am a podcast editor and so I'm in an audio, I do audiobooks too. So I've been, um, like setting up clients and stuff. I might work in some sales too. Um, but I really have found a passion in editing. I think it's fun. I think it's really fun. Um, so that's kind of where my focus is right now. And yeah, so we'll see. I have two clients right now. Um, and I'm trying to book some more. We'll see where it goes from there. And that's what I'm saying. In six months, I will be in a different field. Yeah. Like I will be way ahead. So I just started doing this like a month ago and I already have two clients. So I think six months is a pretty good timeline. Nice. So, and yeah. are you just posting we'll your like your your services? You're offering your services on like um, Upwork or Fiverr? Yeah, I'm on Upwork. Um, but what I really I'm in the works of setting up right now. So we you already been on my podcast, but it's called Start That Pod. Essentially, it's a podcast where it's kind of like podcast therapy. You just kind of come on. Yeah. Let's learn about podcasting together. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a space to admit that you don't know what's going on, but let's learn. But on there, I'm also going to be advertising my podcast editing services. I am having a website I'm about to launch. Um, I'm also going to do kind of like discovery calls for, as a service. So like, I love helping people kind of discover their passion. A lot of people want a podcast. They just don't know what about, or you know, to start. and so I, yeah, but they, they do want to do it. So I think I'm starting a, I'm starting a program. Like let's start it together, you know, and that'll be a service I offer. So I'm in, I'm literally launching that all next month. So I'm like so slammed, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that podcast will come out March 5th. And, um, but I'm definitely, um, those are some of the services I'm going to be offering. Thank I'm uh, j- just kind of thinking about it, but um, I'm looking to actually, I guess mm-hmm. I haven't announced this yet, but I'm looking to start to uh, <gasps> release some merch. Really? Yeah. And so I think that'd be maybe a good next episode. Yes. I didn't even, I haven't even covered that yet. I didn't even thought about covering that. That's a great, that'd be something we could definitely yeah. cover. A lot of people have merch. Yeah. And a lot of people, I, I did a lot of research on it, from it, you know, finding the right brand, finding the right, you know, everything. And just, I think, I think, and you, I, I think you'd like to maybe hear about that. But anyways, um, but yeah, you're also the host of the That's culture awesome. cult travel show. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes. So I'll start that pod's very educational, wholesome. So culture cult shows, not that it's, <laughs> it's kind of like this, like <laughs> you just cut up. Um, I had one of my client was like, she was like, I'm gonna listen to your podcast. I was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> and she was like, don't worry. I don't mind cussing. I was like, don't do it. Like I, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. It's definitely a, like a show where we cut up and it's, we like let loose and we learn about the world. Cause again, growing up in Alabama, I told you it's a monoculture. And I, all I wanted to learn is I craved to learn like about other cultures. So essentially I spin the globe, whatever country I land on, I'd find a very obscure story that hasn't been told yet. And I tell it to the audience and to a really funny guest. And it's about like not admitting you don't know about the world, but you also want to hear a good story. But yeah, that's what it's about. Definitely heavy on the cussing, but I feel like if you listen to this show, you're fine. Like you, you people, can join. People that listen, listen to our stuff are normal. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'm like, I have my answer listening to it and I'm like, stop. Like don't like Marie's, Marie's cussing a lot. I know. Like oh no no my now my family's not southern. They're like 
they're like the rich southerner. They're like the sorority. They're like, I do this. Like, I do Solomon Declare. There's all kinds of Southerners. Let me explain real quick, little breakdowns. There's like, I think what the redneck is what a lot of people have in mind. The rednecks. There's the rednecks. What you're wearing, camo. You're representing that. You know, and they talk like this. They talk like real. It's just like about marbles in their mouth, you know? Chewing the back. Chewing like, the one back time up. I was talking, I, I knew a redneck once and he was so sweet. He was very sweet. They're not all, like, they're ignorant, but not all of them are like haters, you know? It's hard to get off subject, but I told him I was going to Spain. He goes, Spain? What state what? that in? Why in the hell would you go to Spain? Why would you go to Spain? <laughs> and he goes, ain't that like Mexico? And I was like, okay, here we go. So there's that kind of Southerner. God bless him. He, he was curious. He just, he, Spain's like Mexico, apparently. So there's that. Then my family's like high sorority. There's a sorority where you, it's all about composure and the look and, you know, wearing nice clothes and wearing the right brands and like being, looking good for the community, like and joining, doing the football games and the sorority girls. Is your dad like, like Colonel Sanders? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. I just, uh, I just, you know, when I think of like, like high brass, like, uh, like a Southern person, I just see like, no, but guy. I will say, if you do really want to hear like a true Southerner, my, my grandmother, she's born in 1927. She was born in Atlanta. She has the most, oh my God, she has the most beautiful Southern accent. It's regal. Can, can you do it's it? It's like, go on with the wind. Um, well, get, let's get her I'll on try. the phone. It won't really sound like it. <laughs> no, but I can, I'll actually, I'll send you like a two second clip. You can add to it if you want to, if you sure. want to, so you can like, just like 10 seconds so you can sure. hear it. I've interviewed her on my podcast, but, um, so she, she talks like this. It's like very, no, 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 no. Tell me, tell me what, what do you think about Canada? That's how she talks. <laughs> it's, it's slow and regal. That's how she talks. So there's all kinds of Southerners. And I'm trying to tell you, it's not just. The guy who was like, Spain's like Mexico. It's not all she, that. She so, sounds like, have, have you seen Eastbound and Down? I've heard of that uh, show. I've okay, heard Will of Ferrell's it. character, I think he plays kind of that regal. <laughs> he's a BMW uh, car salesman. So, <laughs> Ashley, shape of BMW. Yes. But anyways, when, when, the description and the sound, it kind of sounds like that a bit to me. Yes. Yeah, I, I uh, actually did an interview with her on my show. It was really early on. So like the, the editing shit, who yeah, cares? Yeah. The story is great. She tells a story about one time she was driving through Alabama and they got like they closed off a road and they're like, you have to go down this one road. And she was like, OK, they go down this road. They end up in a KKK parade in the 1950s. Shit. Yeah. And she was said it was the most terrifying thing she's ever gone through. She was like, I didn't know what to do. I was so scared. Um and then they find out later that her, I don't know if it's the green dragon or the grand dragon, but it's like the leader of the KKK. She finds out her doctor, her neighbor, her coworker, not coworker, a friend of hers, a close friend is the grand dragon of the KKK. Like it's a, it's a story where I'm like, this is history. Like my grandmother, like <laughs> lived through history and she wasn't like on the wrong side of history. Like she was on the right side. I mean, she side, was in the parade. She, so she didn't know. No, she did not know. She, she said it was really scary. Like, yeah, because, oh, God. And she said, like, all the hoods and like, it was just she couldn't get out. They couldn't figure out a way to get out of the parade. Um, but y'all, I really would suggest listening to the episode. It's like way back in there, but it's called like Travel Stories. Beware of Highway 78 or something. Yeah. That one is a great way to hear about the South back in the 1950s from like her perspective. It's just scary that she knew someone that was just hiding himself like that. Yeah. Like church going folk, doctor, neighbor, grand dragon of the KKK. And you know, he was at that event. Yeah. 
you know he he's was the there. grandmaster so he's scary doing some so, bad shit probably grandmaster yeah i don't know what's called but that he was that and um Fuck. it's a it's i i didn't even know she had that story on her so yeah there's all kind of southern the south is leveled so anyways long story short that's my podcast we tell crazy stories yeah you can hear my grandmother yeah, I'm, I'm actually really interested in, in watching to hear that one because that's uh very interesting i think scary yeah. like it was yeah she also tells a ghost story on that one too that's fucking freaky um so i'll maybe i'll just send you like a 10 second clip so you can just hear her voice but i'll send you that sure. one but yeah the um we're, my new season's coming out march 1st uh it's a really good one it's a really good one lots of crazy stories on that one um i cover one on like i'm getting a guy in croatia who like couldn't die like he almost died like seven times like but he just couldn't die and he and he almost died in like really weird ways um Is i'm the interviewing someone no <laughs> uh, but also i'm in i haven't done this interview yet but i'm in the process of interviewing someone his name's wawa he was born in a cannibalistic tribe and they were going to kill him but then abc australia like they were just a documentary crew that was just going into film the tribe and they noticed they were like going to kill this little child so they take him out Shit. and i found him as an adult i found him as an adult and so um i'm gonna be interviewing him so it's wow. just stories like that essentially that's insane like yeah, I'm, it'll be interesting because it's a comedy podcast, but I'm going to have to do a pretty serious interview. <laughs> so what does human taste like? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not asking questions like that. I'm going to be very sensitive and he's very excited to come on. He messages me every day and he's like, when, when am I coming on? I'm like, I You need like know. a button, like very... button, right? I know. <laughs> I, it'll, Keep it light. It'll be interesting. No, fucking right. I'm looking forward to that yeah. too. Uh, so I understand yeah. that you've got a bit of a story... Uh, going to a certain uh, oh, yeah. music festival <laughs> okay yes cool this, we came up with this because you were talking about i think you have an episode on red flags yeah right or, or uh, we, had, we so, had an episode uh, on, on getting dumped uh dumping people mm. for certain reasons on valentine's day that came out a few weeks ago yeah damn <laughs> yeah um this is my red flag story i think last year i had like a weird phase i just got on a relationship and i was very trusting and I was just like, I don't know. I was just like in a good mood. And I just didn't, I just had to ignore every possible red flag. So don't, before you judge me, don't do it. Don't judge me. Okay. <laughs> Cause this story is so crazy. You're going to be like, what, what is wrong with this girl? I, I was just living life. Okay. I'm very trusting. So, okay. So it was my first Coachella offer to go on a trip. Hey, where, so where's Coachella? Let me back this shit up. Coachella. It's like in the desert and like, I, I don't know. It's like outside Palm Springs in California. Okay. But to back the story up, I knew this guy for years, like four or five years. I worked with him. I always had a crush on him. Like he was from, he's also from Alabama. He's my cousin. He was very cute. Yeah. No, he's not my cousin. <laughs> That's, that doesn't happen, y'all. Um, Other than my parents. I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it doesn't happen. Um, so I knew him for a few years. I always had a crush on him, but I was dating someone. He actually dated my roommate at some point. He was very handsome. Yeah. <laughs> he was well, he was very handsome, very blonde. I was very into blondes at that time. And so well, I don't know what happened, but somehow we started like, we did, okay, we had like one date one day of the week. And I was like, okay. I was like, oh my God, I had all these butterflies. He seemed so like, I know he's a stoner, but that's kind of all I knew about him. So excited. Like three days. Oh, he just got up. One red flag, number one. Just broke up with someone. This is a big one. If someone just broke up with someone, don't date them. Yeah. Okay. Give them a bit of time. Don't. Mm. Yeah, give it some time. This was fresh. He was talking about his ex a lot, how she's crazy. Oh, she's crazy. Of course she is. 
So at the time, all I know is girl was crazy. He had to leave her. I'm now dating him for a week. And so he was like, Hey, um, I had my, my ex-girlfriend has, I bought her a ticket for Coachella. Do you want to come? She's obviously not going anymore. And I had this gut fucking feeling. I was like, I shouldn't go. I was like, I don't, I should. Who was playing? And which, um, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. That was a big one for me. Um, Snow Allegra. And then like some bigger ones like Harry Styles and like, what? No, he's great. Sorry. I'm just, I don't know. (laughs) I was there for King Gizzard. So, um, uh, so I was like, sure. I was also dating another guy at the same time. So I was like, just hoeing it out. And I was like, living your best life. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't have a good feeling, but I'll go with you. So I was like, but we're, I'm bringing a friend. You I don't know why. Buffer. I was like, I just said I bring a friend. Yeah. So I bring my friend. God bless her. He picks us up. First thing he starts doing as we're driving away, he's like, oh, he's like, I got to pull over real quick. Uh, I, I got to pull over. I got to get some donuts. Motherfucker buys 24 donuts <laughs> for a three hour car ride. <laughs> I'm like laughing it off. I'm like, oh, he's just a little hungry. A little sweet tooth. He's got that beaties. Then he starts pulling his the leather off of his steering wheel while he's driving and he's like ah, i've been trying to fix this car for a long time and i'm just like laughing at my with my friend i'm like ha 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 yeah yeah, ooh, yeah wow that's I've never seen anyone do any of this before like 30 minutes into the car ride we're driving oh can you hear me oh wait sure okay so we're driving so everything's like kind of going smoothly nothing how many really donuts you get down in three hours bruh <laughs> I don't know, but it was not like, it was definitely like four or five. Like it was a lot of donuts for one fucking person. And he's like smoking so much while we're driving, which is fine. But like, cause I do smoke, but not like, this is like next level kind of stoner. So, oh my God, we get to this campsite and everything, again, everything's fine. We wake up the next morning. We can't get to the fucking concert because he's constantly taking stuff in and out of the car, rearranging it. We're like three hours late to Coachella because he's like taking it out of the car, rearrange, put it back together, take it out of the car, rearrange, put it back together. So we're driving to Coachella. He's rolling like a blunt while we're driving My, his car. I'm driving his car. And I'm like, kind of like, mm, I just know there's a lot of cops out here because there's a lot of people. Coachella yeah. <sighs> Lights come on. I'm like, okay, stay calm. I'm, I'm very cool and calm. We're weirdly in intense situations. Just car smells like dope. I mean, he has weed all over his lap and not to mention he has a fuck ton of other drugs in the car. There's not weed. And so I'm very calm. I'm like, what's the situation? Like, uh, just to kind of get people up to speed in California, it's, it's state legal. It's legal, but you're not supposed to be having smoking while driving. That's like considered like a DUI. Like I could get in a fuck. Yeah. Okay. This is what I thought. Just want to make sure. Not to mention he has Molly. Like who else knows? I don't know. I don't really do drugs, honest to God. So I don't even know what was in the car. Um, so we get pulled over and the cops actually very chill. He was like, Hey, can you not, can you not like, can you not like roll while you're driving? And I was like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Then he just gets so crazy. He's like, why are you telling me what to do? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm. the guy. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, we, let's make up a name for him real quick. So in case I say his name, um, his name's John dial. You're going to bleep that out. So maybe his name is Mohammed. Ma- no. <laughs> That's too hard to say. Jo- Joe. I had to go from John to Joe. So Joe is now yelling at the cops and the cops are being calm. He's the one freaking out. And I literally like squeeze his wrists and I'd look at him and I go, Joe, shut the fuck up. I was like, I have this. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) That doesn't matter. So then the cop lets us go. He's like, guys, can you just please not roll in the car? And I was like, I got you. I'm so sorry. While they're walking away, he goes, this is the Alabama. This is okay. Remember how we talk about the levels of Southerner. Okay. 
this is a different kind of Southerner. This is a white trash privileged boy Southerner. He turns to the cops and he's like, he's like, hey, you know my my grand what was he saying? My uncle is a state trooper of Alabama. When he hears about this, and I was like, Joe, like sorry if I just screamed at the microphone. I'm like, Joe, shut up, like shut up. I honest to God. And that's when the cop looked at me and he just, you can't see cause I'm, I guess you could see yeah. me, uh, but he was just leaving this look like, good luck, buddy. Like good luck. Yeah. Yeah. And Real I am like my heart, my heart sinks. Cause now I'm with an angry drug addict and we're in this, me and my friend in this car with him for like three days on this trip. I'm terrified at this point. Cause I'm like, I don't do angry people and I don't do crazy people. And somehow I am with one of both of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god jesus marie you know and, how to fucking pick them huh? ah <laughs> uh, i got better at this but i was just i was fresh out of a relationship i was like oh you know whatever flows no so anyways we're at this concert thing i am ditching his ass like left and right like he's like i want to go see drake i'm like oops hate drake can't go i like drake but i'm just like oh i hate that artist can't go like i'm just dodging him left and right um I feel really bad about that. We get back to the campsite. He's talking his ear off to everyone. He's wearing like a ski cap, like a, a beanie on top of a beanie with a bike helmet, like shirtless talking to these poor like dads that are on like a camping trip. And they're giving that giver. They're giving me that same look, that same look. They're like, good luck. And I'm embarrassed. I'm like, like, mm -mm. I'm like, we're not dating. You're not touching me. Like I let's just figure out a way out of this. So like imagine a million other red flags are happening last day same shit he's unpacking the car he's putting it back together unpacking the car putting it back together we're late to coachella thank god my friend tommy i'll say his name tommy had a group of friends and he had a house in the city of coachella and he was like come pick us up and we'll ride to coachella together so we're riding to coachella we're really late the the traffic is so intense you really can't get to the festival like it's honestly i don't know how people get to the festival like it's honestly better to walk yeah. <laughs> like hours so it's a very frustrating situation but again i know how to keep calm in situations we're all chilling vibing he's not suddenly he's angry again but it's time like scary angry and he is like like building this anger up getting like huffing and puffing and then like starts just like beating really quickly then like stopping the car and there's cops everywhere again and yes we have drugs in the car there's cops like everywhere because you know they're like standing there he's just speeding up and and stopping speeding up and stopping like and my friends are like hey can you not do that so <laughs> he speeds really really quickly like pops a yui in the front of all these cars and then turns around to my friends i'm gonna try not to scream in the microphone this time but he was like, I'm trying to get us to the concert. Don't you fuck with me. It was so, it was so scary. And I, and then my friends screamed at him and I'm, again, I'm very, I don't know what to do. I'm just, I'm so living. I'm quiet. Like, cause I, what do you do when you're with someone like that has anger issues like this? He's now screaming at everyone for no apparent reason. And we're all stuck in this car with him. So I was like, John, Oh, Joe. <laughs> yeah, Dave, you Muhammad, yeah. <laughs> Joe, I was like, just quietly, I was like, take us back to the house now. Like, so we go back to the house. Now we have angry white boy from Alabama. Just, he has all our shit in the car. Like, how are we going to get home? So I was like, I quite quietly go inside the house and I'm like, Hey, Tommy, we're going to stay with you. You're going to drive us back. I'm going to go break it off with this guy. <sighs> Which is scary. Cause I don't know how he's going to react. Yeah. Like if he can talk to a cop like that, 
what makes is he gonna hit me like he doesn't he's not even scared of a cop so his uncle's um, a, a just, trooper in, in alabama i mean that's yeah that's a big deal. guys i yeah his uncle's a state trooper in alabama <laughs> so i just like go up to him and i'm just like i'm just like i'm go all i say is like very short i was like we're going home with tommy i'm gonna get my stuff out of the car surprisingly he doesn't say anything he like throws he like throws my shit on the grass but then like i quietly get back inside and my friend tommy he was like he was like guys that's how he talks he's like guys uh i don't want to fight this guy (laughs) (laughs) and i was like tommy you're not fighting him my friend meg's gonna fucking fight him if anyone this bitch works out every day three hours a day i was like meg's got him like so but thankfully he didn't do anything but he did just sit outside the house for like an hour and that was kind of scary because i was like what's he doing so we decided to still go to we decided to still go to Coachella. So we all just like call an Uber and like sneak out behind the car and quickly get in the car. And yeah, I mean, he left the house when we got back. He texted me a week you later. <laughs> yeah, ew, God. And uh, he was like, I don't even know what he said. He was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, okay. And um, then he texted me a week after that, and it's a picture of him. <laughs> It's a picture of him in a bathtub, but like his arms kind of displayed out like a dramatic like picture. And he goes, I'm back in Alabama. I just want to let you know, I left all my anger in Alabama. That's what he said to me. So, and then I blocked So that guy was clearly on meth. Well, what's crazy when I first met him, I just knew him to be like a major stoner. He was actually such a shithead at work. We'd be busy at work, like brunch shift. He would just go and disappear. You know how he got fired from that job? Again, red flags I saw years ahead, years ahead. Guys, don't judge me. Years ahead, he got fired at the hotel I worked at because he disappeared in the middle of a shift, busy as fuck. He comes back and he's like, bruh. I was like, what? And he was like, I just got fired. And I'm like, why? He was like, I just wanted to take a nap. He went into one of the conference rooms, curled, like wrapped himself up with a tablecloth and took a nap. That's the exact day Google was touring. Google was touring the hotel for a buyout. And they and they open the doors and there's an employee wrapped up like a hot dog, pig in a blanket, <laughs> on the floor taking a nap. And he was like, I don't even get why I got fired. Like, oh, like this guy is a definition of a loser, a meth head loser. So he was on drugs then, and then five, three years later, four years later, what kind? His brain is like mush. I, I mean, just the parts that for me, like he's the parts that he demonstrated maybe meth use is like the rearranging of the vehicle oh my god Stri- like just stripping the that that does that, yeah. that dude seems like he was on a something where where would you have stopped well one <laughs> i don't date dudes uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know uh probably fairly early on but i mean it's it's easier mm-hmm. said than done I know sometimes, you know, you're forced into situations because you're like, well, I guess we're, you know, on this adventure with this person for the next three days. You know, you're kind of like, he's our drive. So I guess we'll let some shit slide. But yeah. Yes. That that dude's. I know. Definitely not. This all happened within a week. A week, guys. That's seven days if you don't know what a week is. And that all happened. (laughs) Yeah. A week's different in every country, right? Um... (laughs) (laughs) Just in case you don't know, you're in Alabama. (laughs) my 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 comment from the whole thing is what the fuck's up with your roommate no heads up oh well no here's the other thing that roommate is also a drug oh addict, okay so. okay they actually were an incredible match for each other um also a person i didn't realize her tendencies because she was actually a very good roommate despite she 
but she they were both drug addicts together mm, okay um i don't even do drugs for like that i just smoke sometimes so it was quite an experience for me um i didn't really date people after that <laughs> like i was like i need a fucking break i honestly like was like i don't want to talk to anyone like i'm good like i i went from like a very like normal relationship to like a psycho drug addict so um what like what yeah <laughs> You might want to go to church on your next uh, hunt for the next date. <laughs> or a therapist. Damn. Like what? Fuck. I, but I did get to go to Coachella for free. Yeah. So. And almost jail. But nothing's so, I mean, free. And almost jail. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was so scary. Like, thank God those cops were cool. Yeah. Like, thank God. Oh, what a piece of trash. So that's like some Southern trash for you. Yeah. So I, I guess like, uh, the moral of the story is maybe... Uh, you know, don't ignore the red flags, no matter how deep you are in, and like, just fucking pull the plug. Oh my god, yeah. Now I'm very sensitive to like even yellow flags. I'm very sensitive to it because yellow flags become red flags. But this guy became was blaringly red, like from the beginning. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that's. I I feel like you haven't lived unless you've dated a drug addict, yeah. okay, and gone to Coachella for free. So you haven't really dated around until you've done that. Yeah. I feel like I feel like everyone's dated someone crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, roll tide. Roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the top five. Let's 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 learn about some yeah. podcasts. Yes. So, okay. so just, can I hear yours? No, first? you're going first. You go one. I okay. go two, three. Then you go th- uh, four, five, okay. and we okay. can't pick the same ones. All right. So maybe just I try to mix. So yeah, so just okay. maybe give us uh, the name of the podcast, a little description. Uh, people, just a reminder that you will be able to vote on your favorite on your favorite of the two. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so, uh, I try to mix it up between like very popular ones and like ones that are like indie, but the first podcast I ever heard and the one that I based my format off of is my favorite murder. I feel like a lot of people know that one, definitely more females, but it's like definitely storytelling and it's just really witty and funny. And like, that's my, like every Monday, every Thursday, I haven't missed an episode for three to four years. Like they feel like they're in my head almost because I love them. Um, that's a big one. Okay. So interestingly enough that actually that podcast, when we were in Nashville for that bachelor party, they were, uh, doing a live showing or li- li- live taping in, uh, in, uh, Nashville. So that's, that's, yeah, my, my boss went, my manager went, she said it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. This would have been, I guess a few years back, but like, I, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. So we were just kind of looking at what was available in terms of shows and whatever. I was the Ryman. I think they were playing the Ryman, but anyways, yeah, yeah cool, cool podcast. So this one here is uh, my favorite podcast as of late. Like I was just telling you a little bit before the episode is I'm, I'm fucking addicted to this to this show. It's it's such a Excited. fun format and it's one of the only podcasts okay. that I listen to that I laugh out loud, like very loud. <laughs> it's so, so it's a podcast called Kill Tony. It's hosted Kill by Tony, Tony Hinchcliffe, who's a stand up comedian. And what they do on the show is they're kind of, they're shooting like in an auditorium. And what they do is they have people go up and do a one minute set. So people will sign up before the show and it can be either people that are really good, people that it's their first show. It can be fucking anybody. It can be a crazy person. It could be fucking Joe that signs up. <laughs> and so they pull their name and they, once their name gets called, they go up and do their one minute and then t- typically Tony Hinchcliffe will have, you know, other stand-up comedians on the panel and then they'll kind of just, if they did well, they'll, you know, celebrate them and, you know, just talk shit. But if they fuck up or they suck, they oh, no. will destroy them. Oh, no. And it's, oh, and it's no. one of those podcasts where nothing is off 
like no topic is off limit like they just push the boundaries i fucking love it i can't stop listening to it and i've i've been finding myself to watch it a bit more on youtube than the typical you know just audio formats because it's fucking uh you can see the people on stage because they sometimes will make fun of their appearance (sighs) you you just want to kind of match the 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 voice to the face and it's just it's fucking hilarious would you do it? Uh, if, I, if I had a, a minute, yeah, I'd try probably. But I'd love to go see the show one day. It's it's ruthless, and I love it. Oh my god, I love comedies. I love comedy shows, so I will check this out. Like, and that you can get discover so many comedians on there. I feel like some like new. Yeah, ones. and like the show has kind of like uh, reoccurring guests that come who have kind of started at Kill Tony, and now they're like touring with Joe Rogan, or they're like, so cool. and they're just random people from the street that are have been given an opportunity. So it's. It's, it's really cool. Uh, my number two that I listen to I probably that. the most is a hockey podcast called Spit and Chicklets. Oh, and they're, they're very interesting because they uh, were uh, they're, they're part of the Barstool Sports kind of umbrella of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, for a period of time, they had the best-selling vodka in North America. So a podcast released vodka, what? Pink Whitney. That's so cool. Yeah. And uh, anyways, their their stuff, I guess, is a bit more for the hockey fan, but they're just hockey stories, kind of stories from behind the scenes, and it's just fucking hilarious. See, Phil, that's, that's the kind of merch you should be doing. That's, like, that's so smart. Be like, yo, like, ho- vodka. Like, what, what would you sell? Like, what kind of liquor would you, would you sell? I mean, I'd have to probably beers? start with beer. Oh, obviously, beer. Uh, obviously. I, I, listen, I, I think it's... I'm going to start with probably clothes and we'll, we'll see mm-hmm. what happens, but it's just that it's for us in Canada. It's a little different. It's a little different. It's kind of similar to the States where there's uh, provincial um, like liquor licenses. So in terms of selling it like Boo. kind of countrywide, I don't know how that, that would work. Lame. Well, if you like sell locally and can ship it, I would love to buy a beer. Um, hopefully you make like a nice lager and not an IPA unless you are an IPA guy. Oh, what kind of beer would, you, would two beers still take off? Like, what is the taste of it? Probably like a nice little crisp Pilsner. Mm, I love that. Yeah. That's, I would love, yeah, because it's like an easygoing show, you know, it, it's not an intense IPA. No. I feel like if you were like an ed- educational podcast, we drink an IPA and have mustaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. But I love that. I honestly would love if you could figure this shit out for the beer yeah. thing, because I would love to like be drinking it and be like, oh my God, it's a podcast. Like, you should listen. To- That's so cool. Yeah. You should do that. Yeah. Well, That's, I didn't never heard of that. Yeah. Maybe down the line. We'll, we'll talk more about it. Yeah. yeah. What's your number two? Yeah. Okay. So this one, I was telling you, uh, this one changed my life, like actual change my life. It's called hindsight. H I N D Z I G H T. Um, it's a very short, like he talks like five, 10 minutes a day. That's what I, I wake up with him every morning. It's like, it's changed my life in a lot of ways. Um, he talks a lot about creativity and like, just, he's just like in a very spiritual, very spiritual podcast. Um, he's the reason I started my podcast because I felt very lost passion wise. And he was, he talks a lot about just like, just do it, just start something, start something. I don't know. He talks a lot about creativity. He's a great speaker. I'm actually pretty agnostic or atheist, but he talks about spirituality in a new light. He's, um, he's Jamaican too. So like Jamaican Canadian. So he talks a lot about the spirit and I I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he talks a lot about Ja. I guess it's like the Rastafari version 
of spirituality and it's i don't know like he has this great energy and i wake up up with him every day he has a youtube channel that's more popular now it's called hindsight where he like pours tea and like i don't know um change my life like more like spiritually um so i listen to him every day and is it, is it like and uh then, he does a yeah. daily podcast yeah he's kind of like stopped a little bit because his youtube's taking off but like i really suggest just waking up to him like five to ten minutes a day and tell me you don't feel amazing after like like you don't feel like you're a better person or want to be a better person and like more creative. Like he really talks, if you feel stuck creatively uh, or passion wise, oh my God, he'll get your shit moving real nice. quick. Kinda like he's the reason I started start your day, like, get getting my stuff together. Let's fucking go. Really important to me. So I listen to a lot of like um, wellness podcasts. Um, yeah. Do I t say my second yeah, one? Number three. Go? Okay. Um, okay. We're going to do an indie podcast, Armchair Explorer. It's the only travel podcast I listen to. I listened to this while I was working this like shit day job, like nine to five. Like I felt so stuck. Armchair Explorer, it's a, he's a travel adventure writer, but he does his own podcast and he, he interviews like adrenaline adventurists, like people who like go deep sea cave diving or like tr this, my favorite one is this guy who walked from the bottom of Africa to the top, like just adventure. Really um, he's a great, he's a great storyteller. He asks great questions, great editing. Um, very moving. It'll make you want to like, he may, I've actually, that's my new goal in life. One of my goals is I do want to walk across the continent and because I just listened to this podcast and I'm like, this sounds what I want to do that. Yeah. So I feel like as if you're an adventurer, you'd like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. That's you told, yeah, you've told me about this one. That's, that's definitely a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's more serious. Like it's not like funny, but it's very enlightening. Nice. Motivating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. My number three uh, in terms of podcasts that I listen to, I guess on a, on a daily or, or a weekly basis, probably. So this one's uh, this past weekend with uh, Theo. Va this past this, weekend. This past weekend with Theo Vaughn. Okay. And Theo Vaughn, I think I've come to a realization that is probably one of the funniest people in the world. Okay. <laughs> he, okay. Uh, I think he's funnier in person than he is actually in the standup because really? he's just like an okay. improv, like impro improvisational, like improvisationalist. Like he's just like. The shit he comes up with, you're just like, how? Like that's what? <laughs> he gets awesome guests, but it, it like he's the show. Like it, it doesn't matter who's on. He's okay. just you have to listen. He's it doesn't make sense. My my, my girlfriend I and I will will, will be driving. My fiance and I will be driving. Fiance, fiance, we'll be driving, and that's definitely one we we listen to because he's just like laugh out loud funny. Like it's fucking hilarious. Hell yeah. I, well, okay. I wrote that down because I, I love comedy podcasts. Like I, I love like improv too. Yeah. That one's really, okay. So I've killed Tony in the, this past yeah. weekend. And then, so my number four, I'm going to go with one that is uh, more informative, less, less of a comedy podcast, mm -hmm. but it's one called Real Dictators. Ooh, that sounds exactly what it sounds like. Yep. So Intense. what it is, is they tell you stories about, and it's drama, dramatized versions of like what really happened in, in uh, history, but it's it's stories of different dictators. So like the ones that you know, wow. you know what I mean? Like, um, uh, like Hitler, Mao, mm -hmm. you know, Donald Trump. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, we're not kidding. <laughs> no, I, I'm just completely staying out of that. Uh, and then, and then it'll tell you about other ones that you may not know. And then it just kind of, it, it's, mm. it's, it's fucking crazy. The ones that you sometimes don't know about are sometimes even crazier than the ones you do know, or like the Kim Jong Il's. And hearing their backstory. Yeah. Kind of how, how that manifested to growing into what they became. Even like Hitler, mm -hmm. I feel like there's some parts that I didn't know about. Yeah. I love that. Al Jazeera has a podcast very similar to that where they, 
they told me that they went on did one on Qaddafi, and I was like, wow, like you just get to hear. I would love to listen to that. You can hear like how, how their story and how they turned out the way they did, and could things have been prevented? Yeah, you know? mid- Middle or, Eastern. Honestly, you might find yourself empathetic. Like I was kind of empathetic for Qaddafi in some parts. I was like, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like why you would think that? Why you react that way? Like we hear history on our version side. But to the other person, that could be their hero, you know? So I would love to listen to yeah. that one. Real dictator. Yeah, it's definitely one that if you're driving or you're looking for like kind of to follow along mm-hmm. a story, it's, it's definitely a good one. Damn, I love that. Okay. Um, do I go yeah, again? Yeah, four, four and five for you. So this one, bringing it back to comedy. This is the dollop. Have you nope. heard of this one? Okay, it's a big one. Bruh. <laughs> This is, I don't suggest this to like anyone. It's very weird. Like at first I tried to listen to it multiple times. I was like, I don't get this humor. Like I don't get it. It's a straight improv show, but history, but it's improv. Like they'll go on like, like, uh, like a three to four minute, like kind of like how family guy goes on. Like those like for three to four minute rants. It's kind of like that. And so it's improv. Sometimes it's like, sometimes I'm literally dying out loud. I'm like, I can't, I don't care what I look like right now. It's fucking hilarious. It's fucking hilarious, but it's only, it's not basic humor. It's very, very dry, sarcastic, silly improv. So if you're into that and you're real, it's American history too. So they just roast American history. Like I learned about when, about George Washington, piece of shit, like piece of shit. Like he wanted to change to slave laws just for himself so he could keep these slaves. Like it's just stuff like that. So it's American history, but improv, it's super nice. funny. If you want to like laugh out loud and be very embarrassed of yourself. Yeah, that's one. Um, but yeah. And then I do a yep. last one. The last one. Okay. Last one. Um, I, I know I should do another indie one, but the, actually I will do an indie uh, one. I, 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 real quick, go, armchair. go with what you, you know, what, what you listen to. Okay. Honest to God. I listened to armchair explorer. Yeah. No, explorer. Armchair yeah, expert. That's, that's the one I, I thought you were going to say that the, the, the past one, but sorry. No, armchair. There's two that are very confusing. Armchair ex- expert with Dak yeah, Shepard. Really um, I love it. Cause it's like, you're actually hearing the psychology behind all these people that he interviews. It's not like a normal celebrity show. And Dax is so vulnerable. So I really take him as a, as a influence as an interviewer. I love how he asks questions. Um, so I listen to him for style and like hearing the vulnerability of people's stories. There's a lot of celebrities where I'm like, I don't like their work, but fuck like they have a great story. Mm. So those are my five. Um, nice. Yeah, those are my those are my five podcasts. I love learning about other people's podcasts because I feel like there's a lot that I'm missing, you know. Yeah. And and I guess with my fifth one, my last one, I'm gonna not surprise you at all, and I'm gonna go with JRE, the Joe Rogan Experience. You know what? I have never listened to Joe Rogan. I don't know. I've really? Never oh to fuck, he's. I, I think he's the goat. He's. Okay. Why? Well, in terms of interviewer, he's probably one of the best. Uh, mm-hmm. In terms of like spitting like knowledge that he's kind of just learned, like that he's just been researching, he's good at like fucking just firing those facts in person. Like, oh, yeah, wow. he's definitely got a really interesting mind. He's also a stand-up comedian, but after having listening to his podcast, I don't think he's that funny. <laughs> no. I think it's way more informative than he is, than he is actually. He's funny, funny. But he gets, I mean, top shelf guests like. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I know he's like the number one for like getting the like the biggest guests. Yeah, yeah. He's he, yeah. he's yeah. Listen, I'll, I'll send you a couple episodes if you're interested. But he's yeah. Send me ones that you like. Yeah, I I don't always listen to his episodes, but any ones that I do are always really inter- entertaining. Yeah, um, that's kind of funny because Dax talks about that a lot. He was like, he was says like his acting career is kind of like, eh, you know. Yeah. Like obviously his wife is like killing it. 
Um, but his, as an interviewer, as a podcaster, like, that's where he thrives. That's... So I think it's like, it's really interesting to see how it translates to people. Yeah. Like what podcasting, how like it brings out a different personality for people. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. I, I think it's, uh, yeah, to see them in that light, sometimes it's, it changes kind of what your perception of them a little bit, right? Because like you said, with Dax, you can kind of mm -hmm. get that vulnerability. And with Joe, you can kind of see that different side of him because he's, you know, a UFC uh, announcer, he's stand up comedian. And then you kind of oh, get wow. into that like world where he's talking about science and fucking shit. And you're just like, what? Like this dude's going with or meeting with like a fucking microbiologist or a, name it, man. He's fucking meeting with them and and ha and having a chat, and he's able to kind of go pound for pound with them. So it's it's kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. I will. I would love to hear to hear. Yeah, just send me like your favorite ones. I feel like I need to listen to Joe Rogan. Everyone talks about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just just kind of a recap. So Marie's five are my favorite murder, hindsight's armchair explorer, armchair expert, and the dollop. And mine are Kill, Tolo, Kill Tony, Spittin' Chicklets, Joe Rogan Experience, This Past Weekend, and Real Dictators. So, Marie... Ah, Real Dictators. I'm yeah, that one's really good. So, Marie, listen, thanks so much for coming on. Can you remind people where they can find your uh, your work? So, uh, again, the Culture Cult Travel Show. I'm really bad at SEO, so you literally have to type in Travel Show. Um, so, Culture Cult Travel Show, new season coming out March 1st. And then start that pod. If you are a podcaster, if you want to just learn how to start, like how that process goes. And if you want to hear, like you come on there yeah. and you want to hear Phil talk about his experience, it's definitely a place to learn as you go. That's kind of how the feel of it is. It's very vulnerable. So start that pod's coming March 5th. Um, yeah, that's it. And I can't start another podcast. It's too much work. That's it. And like I can't. And I, I think too, <laughs> just kind of giving you a shout out for uh, start that pod. If you are a podcaster listening to this and you're looking to maybe contribute or to join kind of this community that you've created, I think it's definitely uh, or that if you have a different perspective that you haven't heard on the podcast, definitely to I think they should reach out to you because definitely it's a therapeutic, it's informational, informative, informative. Yeah, and you don't you don't have to be like an expert or anything. Be like I just started and I don't know how to do this thing. I'm like, well, let's talk about it. You know, like there, there's so many people in your shoes, like whatever you're dealing with as a podcaster, whatever your successes are, like so many other people have experienced that. So like, I, I don't like listening to people who just have all the answers. Cause that's so boring. It's like, well, I don't. So <laughs> I don't either. Um, We're so learning yeah. together. Exactly. In fact, and soon we'll be able to cheers with your two beers lager. Like that's ideal. I, I fucking you know? hope it's so, we'll at some point. That. It'd be like a, like, like yeah. two beers that are like stuck together. So you get two beers. That'd be cool. Ah, that's so cute. <laughs> I love that. You have to like rip it apart and then like cheers and like, Fuck. yeah, you'll have like a whole Fucking thing. right. <laughs> Good news, Marie. Thanks so much for coming on. And we'll catch you next time. Yes. Thank you. Cheers, y'all. Thank you for listening to Two Beers Till Takeoff. Do you want free additional content or just to stay connected with the show? Then give us a follow on our social media platform. That means TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. Are you in need of podcast production services, video editing, or anything in between? Then look no further than Strut Sound Productions, the official producer of the Two Beers Till Takeoff podcast. Music produced by Alex Gagne. Check out his work in our show notes. Voiceover done by Viking Leo K. See you next week on Two Beers Till Takeoff.